in this new generation of guru, guru marketers, online, you know, marketers, there has been a real emphasis towards always on marketing, like posting on social media every day, using all the features of social media, getting on stories, making reels, using trending audios, using fads, like jumping onto new platforms, being the first to use chat GBT, the first person on TikTok. And it is leading to burnout. And we're seeing that. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset, and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Today on the podcast, I have the lovely Mia Fileman from Campaign Del Mar. Mia is a straight shooter, powerhouse woman who really brings energy and passion to marketing and helps think about marketing in a completely different way. As a global marketing strategist and the real Emily in Paris, Mia is an expert marketing strategist and founder of Campaign Del Mar, having earned the nickname, the campaign lady. You'll love her hard hitting, no BS marketing expertise and attitude honed by 20 years in the industry. She's wildly published writer for publications such as Social Media Examiner, Mumbrella, Marketing Mag, Smart Company, and Better Marketing. The first decade of her career was spent in brand management roles for global consumer brands like Vegemite, Kraft, Maybelline, and Bic in France. Now she's a full-time trainer, mentor, and consultant that works with you to drive your business results. She's also a mother and military spouse who knows what it's like to juggle business life and multiple roles. Strap in because this podcast is going to change the way that you think about marketing and challenge you to be able to step up your marketing game. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation today. I've invited my beautiful friend Mia from Campaign Del Mar to come and talk to us all about marketing. And what I love about Mia is that there is no holds barred. She's going to give it to you how it is and there's no fluff. That's what I love about it. That's why I've asked her to come and join us because sometimes I think that Marketing can be such a massive conversation that can be so confusing that I would love what Mia is going to bring to this conversation today. So thank you so much for joining me today, Mia. Thank you. I feel so, I have so much affinity towards you because I think we started our businesses at around the same time. So I've really enjoyed watching you like grow and like, you know, go and conquer the world. I'm like so proud of her. And yeah, and now we are finally doing this. Yes. I know. How long has it been? Oh my goodness. So I'd love for you to just start off with sharing just so then everyone here who's listening can understand a bit about your journey and where you've come from and your focus when it comes to creating marketing and supporting others with their marketing. So tell us a little more about your business journey and where Campaign Del Mar came from. Sure. So it's a bit of a long story and I'll try to be really brief because I have been in marketing for 21 years and I've worked for myself for 11 years. So I'm not a, you know, a spring chicken when it comes to this, but I am a professional marketer, a career marketer. It's all I've ever done. 11 years ago, I started my business because I married a sexy helicopter pilot and we were moved to a regional town in Queensland, Toowoomba. And so I started an agency for my dining room table. But being a defense spouse means that you move every two to three years. You can move interstate and you can even move overseas. And I ended up starting three office agencies over the seven years that I ran an agency because I kept getting posted to a new location. 
So in 2019, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've got kids. I need a portable business model. And that's when I started what is now Campaign Delmar. So as a defense spouse, lifestyle design is really, really important to me, but it's also really important to my target audience. You know, they are mothers and they don't want to work full-time 45, 50 hours a week and only see their children for a couple of hours in the evening. And so what I want aligns very much with what my target audience wants to. Awesome. Awesome. And so what would you say like some of the biggest challenges you've had along creating this business now, the way it is now? Oh, so many challenges. Like where do you start? The first thing I would say is that no one really understands what a campaign is. And my business is called Campaign Del Mar and it is essentially what I teach. So a whole education process had to happen amongst my small business audience to actually let them know that first, this is what a campaign is, and this is why you really need it. And in marketing, if you are not problem aware, if there's no need for your product or service, then you do not have a market. So no one, and I mean no one, wakes up in the morning and says, I think I need a campaign. (laughs) (laughs) So that has been the most challenging thing for me. But it's also been a really great opportunity because not a lot of marketers talk about campaigns specifically. It has really allowed me to carve out this positioning. And I am considered the campaign lady. And people will send me campaigns now that they know what it is and say, what do you think of this? I would really love your thoughts on it. Do you like it? And so in a sea of marketers, and I mean oceans, I feel like I have found a way to stand out because I am known for something and it is campaigns. I mm, 100% agree with you. And I think it, I, we've had a similar journey because when I first started, coaching wasn't very much a prevalent thing, especially in the space that I do it with mindset. So there was this whole education piece that had to happen. And then also there's this whole element of like clients that don't know that their mindset is holding them back. So there's still a constant education piece that has to happen. And it's so interesting that, yeah, like it's it's actually been through campaigns that I feel like I've been able to do that. So I would love for you just to start right there. Like, let's get it super clear. What's a campaign? (laughs) So most definitions of a campaign completely suck. So I came up with my own and it is a connected series of actions leading to the desired outcome. And the best analogy that I use is to think about a politician running for office. The election campaign is a campaign and it's very similar to a marketing campaign. Does the politician just post relentlessly on social media? Uh, No, he or she attends town hall meetings, does press interviews, has a website, has consistent messaging, has talking points that they stick to. Uh, They do, you know, paid ads. They do earned media. They do a whole bunch of things that are all connected, leading to the desired outcome, which is to win the election. Mm. Oh my goodness. I love this because it's like so many people have get so stuck in their marketing plans, right? Or they don't even have a plan. Like they've got no strategy and they're literally just like throwing stuff at the wall and just hoping it sticks or the amount of clients that I have come to me and I'm like, I can blatantly see why you're struggling to find clients. Like I can absolutely see because your your messaging isn't clear. You're not communicating clearly. You're not communicating consistently. You're not doing all the bits and pieces. And I think that, yeah, having that purpose, like it's, that's the way I would look at it too, right? It's like, it's a purpose and you're putting all of your actions directed to this purpose. And I feel like, especially for 
personal brands, this is really helpful, right? Because it creates that space of setting them up as a thought leader, creating a space where they, their audience really knows how they help. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely agree. And I think what's really helpful for entrepreneurs to understand is that there's really two modes of marketing. There's always on, and then there's campaigns. And they are really two sides of of the same coin. And in this new generation of guru, guru marketers, online marketers, there has been a real emphasis towards always on marketing, like posting on social media every day, using all the features of social media, getting on stories, making reels, using trending audios, using fads, like jumping onto new platforms, being the first to use chat GBT, your first person on TikTok. And it is leading to burnout. And we're seeing that, right? And as a career marketer working for some of the biggest brands in the world, I've worked for L'Oreal, I've worked for Bic, I've worked for Vegemite. This blew my mind. I was like, why is nobody running campaigns? Because this is what every major brand in the world does. Mm. Spotify, Pinterest, McDonald's, Google, you name it, they are running campaigns. Campaigns are very different to always on marketing. They are short bursts of activity, focused, super focused, like you said, on one or two objectives, configured to meet that specific objective, not every single objective in our wish list. Mm. And um, it is that focus and that intention and that cohesion of every single bit of your marketing arsenal working in unison so that no Instagram post or billboard or Spotify ad is flapping in the wind. They are all brought together under a unifying message or purpose that creates that real standout marketing that's configured to convert. And so I don't blame entrepreneurs. I feel like there's a whole education piece that needs to happen. But the problem is that they are approaching their marketing purely from an always-on perspective. They get up in the morning and they say, what am I going to post on Instagram today? That is not a marketing strategy. (laughs) And the problem with that is that it's so exhausting these days. You know, you can't share the same reel that you made on Instagram, on LinkedIn. You need to go and rewrite that stuff. So, you know, you're on two or three social media platforms. You've spent two hours on your marketing. You need to get on with running the other parts of your business. And so you never get to planning a campaign. You never get there. So I'm giving you permission to pull back from your always on marketing, go away and plan two to three campaigns for the year. And then in between those campaigns, if you want to post relentlessly on social media, then you knock yourself out. Yeah. (laughs) So then my my other concern, or not concern, but like thought and question around this is that I love that approach because it gives it such clear direction. And I love that there's those on and off switches because it's allowing you space as well to actually Mm. see what worked and what didn't work. And like you get all the data from it and everything. My challenge with it is that sometimes I see, and I'm wondering whether you see this as well, is that people go hammer and tong for that campaign and then they ghost (laughs) for like another three months. Do you see that? Do you see the impact that it has on people's marketing plans? Oh, I do. It does. It does drive me a little bit crazy, especially when it's very intrusive. So like, I am not a huge fan of an email every single day. I can't think of a single brand that I want to receive an email from every single day. But then when people are in launch mode, they will like sometimes send not even an email a day, sometimes two emails a day and then crickets, like Mm -hmm. absolute crickets. And um, yeah, that does, that does irk me, which is why always on marketing and campaign marketing are both important. They both play a role. I feel like 
that kind of approach where it's um, just so almost aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> all that says to me is that there has been a real lack of planning because, and, the, and this is, and again, I don't blame entrepreneurs. There's a lot of um, so-called marketing experts that give them advice, like have a seven day cart open, cart close, have a seven day launch. And it's like, who decided that that was a good idea? Okay. Like, the data, I, I can log in to me at my CRM today and I can see that the average time that it takes from someone hearing about me and joining my email list to the day that they become a customer is six weeks. What am I going to achieve in seven days with it? Am I literally going to take that person through, through an entire marketing funnel in seven days? I won't, not with a not, not unless I annoy the shit out of them. Excuse me, yeah. am I allowed to swear? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> So I feel like, yeah, there's there's bad advice is what I'm I'm trying to say, but it's really important for brands to invest the time. Like I feel like that is the number one issue mm. with campaigns is that they do take a lot of time to plan and um, they are in market for, for me anyway, between two to four weeks. Yeah. And, you know, but the planning is what, makes that really successful and it's not just like oh I have to try to cram all these messages and all these objectives into just a couple of days and and hope for the best yeah 100 and I think there's also the element I see it a lot as well when it comes from a place of scarcity like people mm. are like freaking out they need to make more money and they're like we're just going to do like a, a big hardcore focus on something and go hammer and tong and it's just too much because it's coming from that desperation energy or that scarcity energy which then shines through in your content as well so you alluded to it before when you were talking about the like a political campaign that when it comes to a campaign we're not just talking about social media posts right we're talking about so much more so tell me or talk me through like when you think about creating that campaign what do you need to consider and what's something that you think that gets missed a lot yeah, fantastic question. Thank you. Um, love talking about this. The thing that gets missed the most is the creative element. Okay. Like that marketing is art and science. And this is why I have such a big issue with these templated launch plans, because they will say to you, follow this exact plug and play formula, do a free masterclass. And then off the back of a masterclass, have a email sequence. These are the, the exactly what you should write in the emails and then have a seven, 14 day cart open for that scarcity or that urgency. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is it's not very creative. Everyone is doing it. Um, it worked for the first couple of hundred people, but then the jig is up on that strategy. It's not it's not new. It's not original. And because it's plug and play, what I find entrepreneurs do is they just jump on Canva and they're just like, great, I'll just do some pretty graphics. It says free masterclass. And like, that's overlooking um, a huge part of marketing, which is creative strategy, insight driven ideas turned into a creative theme or a creative hook. So that's the first thing that I think is the biggest thing that's overlooked. And in my program, Campaign Classroom, we actually spend the first few weeks helping entrepreneurs understand how to tap into their own creativity, brainstorm ideas that are new and original and their own unique take on it so that it can rise up above the noise. And it's not just another free masterclass email funnel. Love it. And, and then when it comes to the channel strategy, I believe the best marketing campaigns use a mix of paid, 
earned and owned channels. So it is that combination that creates a multiplier effect. So I'm, I'm Greek and so love Aristotle. Aristotle says the sum of the whole is, no, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Why do I look this up every time I say it? <laughs> the, whole, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That is what we're trying to achieve. This is what allows, you know, bootstraps entrepreneurs like you and I to punch above their weight because you've got paid media, which is great for like reaching new audiences. You've got owned media, which is free and um, brand controlled, which is where the purchase decision is going to get made. And then you've got earned media, which really speaks to your credibility, your authority and trust. And those puzzle pieces fit together to create this multiplier effect. So when I'm in campaign mode, people will say to me, oh, Mia, so much momentum around your business at the moment. It's great. I'm like, so you're like, I created that. <laughs> I know. It's not by accident. It's by design. Now, I couldn't sustain that. I couldn't sustain that energetically. And also people would be like, oh, my God, can she piss off? Like, all yeah. <laughs> I seem to hear of is her. So, like, that's why campaigns run for two to four weeks because then you fatigue and your audience fatigues. Yeah. And so then I just like, okay, I'll post two or three times this week. There'll be less promotional posts. There'll be more, you know, relationship building and yeah. exactly yeah, yeah that's right just top of mind awareness these are yeah. my philosophies you know like attracting like that sort of stuff which energetically is really you know um nourishing and then you gear up for the next campaign because mm. it's like it's so funny that you say this because like there was a couple of different people that I followed religiously like loved their content and loved what they were bringing to the space and, and everything I would really love when they would come and share and then I started to see this like lack of consistency and an element of like here's my stuff you should just take it and buy from me now and then they would just piss off for a couple of months and it's so it's so interesting because obviously in the coaching space there's always like you know, reasons behind it and all the nonsense that goes <laughs> along with it. And it's like, well, actually, I feel like whether you're a coach or not, I think it's it's being conscious of like looking at what are some of the marketing strategies that like the foundational pieces that actually work. Yeah. Not miss those pieces and just assume that your people are going to buy from you whenever you're ready. I think it's just being conscious of that and respecting that relationship. So when it comes to that next level of like relationship building, what would you say are some of the core things we need to be focusing on? Yeah. Okay. So relationship, I've got so much to say about this. When I joined the online business space in 2019, that was like peak guru phase. Like mm. everything was about one-to-many scaling and contact forms instead of conversations. Mm. And it was a real turnoff for me coming from, I guess, a more traditional background. But then I saw an opportunity to run an online business focused on relationships because nobody else seemed to be doing it. It seemed like everyone was jumping on that guru bandwagon of like, oh, we're not going to talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to like, you know, have these fake live webinars where, you know, hundreds of people all come at once, but, you know, you never actually have to yeah. talk to a real person. And you can tell they're fake. You can tell like the chat box and like all of it. You're just like, what the hell? And you can tell even just by the way that they do the signups of like, we're going live in three hours. Luckily you jumped on today because we're going live today. And you're like, seriously, it runs every 40 minutes probably. <laughs> like, Yeah. 
And like the comments, like I've made $20,000 from a live masterclass and nobody has ever put in the chat, I'm going to buy this now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Sure, sure. It is. It's, you know, it's deceptive though. Like we can laugh about it, but it's misleading. Mm. Like you are tricking people. You are, people are being duped that, oh, oh God, Christine's buying that now. I better go and buy that now. And they really um, so, hone in on that scarcity piece, right? And the urgency piece. And it's the FOMO, like, yeah. Yeah, ick. Yeah. Like all of that's ick. And look, urgency is a very powerful marketing tactic. I use it all the time because if you don't give people a reason to buy now, they will not buy now. Like yeah, think about yeah. gyms and gym memberships. They run a campaign every single month. You know, um, we'll waive the waiving fee, free, free PT classes, free sauna every single month in order to get people to actually make the decision to buy that month because otherwise people will put it off. There's no urgency. The, the issue that I have is that you don't need a fake urgency. You can build it into your business model. Campaign Classroom only runs twice a year. I, I don't need to fake this. It, it is yeah. what it is. If you don't join in March, you can join in August. If you want to do something before August, well, then you need to join in March. Like it's just how it is. So I saw an opportunity to do online business differently. And that has served me extremely well. And I'm, I know it served you really well as well. My audience described me as someone really approachable and someone really generous with my time. And those two things are extremely helpful ingredients in building trust. And trust in marketing is the ball game. It is everything, okay? You are not going to spend any money with a marketing coach, mentor, mindset coach, strategist, unless you trust them. And so those things are really, really important. I'm never going to give up talking to my customers one-on-one. -on -one. First mm -hmm. of all, I can make the sale in 20 minutes. No joke. 92% of the time I can make the sale in 20 minutes versus them kicking around my funnel for 12 months. It's a waste of time. Like, let's get yeah. this done. If you want to buy from me, great. If you don't like, you know, sitting there trying to nurture you for 12 months in the funnel seems like an awful waste of everyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> And it is the sweetest nectar of audience insights, like directly from their lips to my ears. I know because I used to be in this space, but major brands spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the insights that I get from 20 minutes on a call with a potential customer. Because it's literally like I have, I have that relationship with my customer where I kind of be like, all right, tell me everything, what's going on, like everything. And so I just feel like I know a lot of entrepreneurs know this intuitively to be true. Everything that I've just said, they're like, oh yeah, but they've been taught to do things differently because the yeah. narrative has been different. Now we're moving into a downturn year. 2023 is a much more difficult year fiscally. And um, a lot of customers have just grown really weary of that model of like, oh, I chat boss, chat box and contact forms. They don't want that anymore. Yeah. And, you know, we're all, it's a, it's a much more competitive year. So I feel like things are, are changing back to yeah, a more relationship a, approach. A much higher bullshit meter, right? Like we we don't, <laughs> we're done. Like we've been sold to for three years now, just in this like space of being attacked for getting our attention for so long that I think that, yeah, like that bullshit meter is gone, which actually leads me really to my next question, which is perfect. So when it comes to 
because I know that you've spoken about this on your socials before as well, of like being able to be consciously aware of what you're selling and communicating what you're selling from a place of transparency and not doing super outlandish claims. Like I feel like sometimes we get just bombarded with like, and that's where the bullshit meter comes in. Cause you're like, really, can you really deliver that in three weeks? Like, uh, what is like all of that type of stuff? Like how, as, how does a business go about communicating and selling based on val- value and quality and being transparent without doing outlandish claims? Because it's such a hard space. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you want to promise because yes, clients have, you know, in the past gotten extremely great results, but I also don't want to be promising stuff that is unachievable, right? Like it's like, do you know what I mean? Is that, is that making sense? Is that question? To- <laughs> yeah, totally. And I really feel for you in this space because coaching is like guru central. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, especially like mindset coaching as well. Like where they're not, you know, I know your qualifications and your background and your experience and your corporate and like your NLP certified as well. Like a lot of people just wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to be a mindset be a coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's really built on a house of cards. So um, it's easy for me to say that I think that this is not as complicated as people want to believe. Um, I feel like there's a couple of tactics that we should be aware of and we should avoid. So the, the first one is like income and wealth claims because they are so subjective. You know, so if you say my, la- my latest launch generated $60,000, That is a very complicated claim because how much did you spend to make that $60,000? What did you earn the next month? Because if you only earn $60,000 once a year, dude, then I'm not not particularly interested in what you're offering. (laughs) How many years have you spent to get to a $60,000 launch? Like was your first launch $5,000 or $0,000? Like, do you see how complicated that is. And then great, you achieved that for yourself. Have you achieved that for the majority of your clients? Or is it just like one or two of your clients? What percentage of your clients Mm -hmm. have achieved similar results? Because if you can only achieve that for yourself, then that's great. You're a fantastic personal brand, but that doesn't tell me that you can achieve that for me, you know? And so like, I, f- I feel like just shining a light on some of these tactics can make people go like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that, you know, that there's a lot more nuance to this. Yeah. And it's such a hard space, you're right, because it is the, like, you're con- we're constantly seeing this in the market, mm. like other people using these tactics, and then you're like, well, maybe I should be talking about that. And then it's a funny space, because like, I actually have so many clients come to me and have this goal, like actually have a goal of like, mm-hmm. I want to hit 10K months. I want to hit 20K months. Like I'm trying to put push past that precipice of, a, you know, 200K or 300K. And it's like, that's what they're coming to me for. So it's kind of like, well, how do you then blend that into your marketing without, because you're right, you can't promise like as a coach, like your results aren't all on me either. Like it's like a, a mix of blends. This is totally becoming a coaching session for me, Mia. Um, okay. <laughs> But like, it is a blend of like, yes, there is certain strategies that I can teach you, but you've got to put them into practice, right? Like, and if you're not doing that side, then it's not going to necessarily happen. So I guess my question is like, how much of the language or the, what the customer is actually talking about and having conversations about and asking about compared to what you can promise comes into play? I think you can promise what you can actually confidently deliver on. So, you know, I say that at the end of my program, you will have an integrated marketing campaign ready to launch. 
That's because 99.9% of my students have a marketing campaign ready to launch. You know, can I guarantee how well that campaign is going to perform? No. Like what if your product or your service that you're offering is just not a right product market fit? Like what if you are a gift hamper company when the world does not need another gift hamper company? I'm so sorry if you are thinking about launching a gift hamper camper company, but I'm here to let the, the air out of your tires. Please don't launch another gift hamper company. Okay. Uh, go and do a market analysis and you'll see that there is no gap in the market for another gift hamper company. So the best campaign in the world isn't going, I don't think is going to make your gift camper, hamper company successful because right now that market is, is, is pretty locked out to new entrants. And there's some really strong players spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising every month. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's about really making sure that it fits with you in your gut. Am I going to sleep well tonight saying this? Is this something that I'm willing to stake my reputation on, you know? And I feel like we have been taught to turn off our intuition and just listen to people in our ears saying, no, it's totally okay to use fear-based language in your messaging because, you know, psychology, psychologically driven you know, copywriting is is really powerful. Yes, it is powerful, but you're weaponizing that yeah. psychology. You know, you are using it not as a force for good, but as a force for your financial gain, you know? And so I really want entrepreneurs to really listen to their gut feel. And a lot of times they will say to me, oh, I didn't want to do that. I'm like, yes. why yes. did you? <laughs> why did you? And they're like, well, she was this incredible coach and she told me and it worked for her. And she like told me that it was just my fear getting in the way. It was my money blockers getting in my way. And I was like, no, it was your values getting in the way. You didn't want to use fear and shame-based language to get people to buy your shit and promise them a transformation. Look, I'm in the business of marketing. Okay. We're not saving lives here. Like, can I transform your life? I don't know. I don't think so. Can I transform your business? Sure, absolutely. But it's not like take my 10-week course and I will transform your life. Like just be, I think the most important thing to be aware of is using exaggeration, superlatives, hyperbole, and straight out fucking lying. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Let's just start there. Like yeah. if this is a lie, even if it's a lie of omission, or an exaggeration, it's a lie. And lying, I think we can all agree, is bad. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And like, I love that. Like, tune back into your intu intuition and actually feel into whether it actually feels good for you or if it doesn't. Because, like, I do use a lot of language around transform because I do actually transform. Yes, yes you do. I'm sure you do. Yes. Like, yes. And yeah. it's not just me saying that, like my clients constantly say that, like I literally had a client yesterday saying, you've literally transformed my life. I've literally sent you three new clients, right? Like that yes. happens on a regular basis, but that's why I use that language because that's what people are looking for, but also that I can guarantee that, well, not guarantee it to hundred percent, but I can actually deliver that result. Right. And I think that it's one of those things like coming back into what feels right for you and using your language. Like one of my other clients actually this week, she this is so random. She finally wrote a blog post that she's been wanting to write forever. And this is not what I help people with, but she would just came to me and she's like, I've finally written it. And I realized the reason why I was holding myself and back and not writing it was because I was trying to be someone I wasn't. Mm. And I was, she's like, I've written it and it's in my language and it's in my tone and the words that I would use instead of using fancy words, I'm just going to use my words. And I was like, fuck yes. Like that's exactly what you need to do. So good. And, and I totally believe that you transform lives because I believe you can't transform someone's life until you transform their 
beliefs and their mindset. And I don't offer that kind of work. I'm a meat and potatoes kind of marketer. Like (laughs) you need someone to lift you up from your bootstraps. You go see Christine. You want to come here and get actionable strategies to put in place, you know, cold, hard economics. (laughs) Then you come to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so good. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about the impact that you've seen your campaigns have on people's ability to grow their brands. Yeah. Thank you. That's an awesome um, way to put it, I think. So um, I'm super grateful that I've had now almost a hundred people do campaign classroom. And so there's been some real success stories um, through that process. You know, people who now have a online program that, you know, it's so much easier for them to sell it. You know, there are, like, I like to use individual examples because I think that that's better. So uh, last year, a copywriter named Nairi Slatter, she, we had coffee and she said, actually, I don't want to be a copywriter anymore. I want to be a speech writer. And I was like, well, what, what, let's go. (laughs) So we built a campaign all around repositioning her as a speech writer. And I am just so proud to see that now that's what she does. Um, She's been asked to deliver um, a a masterclass to, I think it was the University of Southern Queensland on speech writing. Now that's all she does is write speeches. And her campaign was brilliant. It was called the class of 2022. And what she did was it was an election year and she saw that there was 20 new female MPs. And so she analyzed all of their speeches and her campaign was unpacking the, the different tactics and the different, you know, um, strategies that were employed in those speeches to help other people write better speeches. And um, I saw that campaign everywhere. It was super effective for her and it has successfully positioned her as a speechwriter. And now she's getting lots and lots of business as a speechwriter. That's epic. That is so cool. I love that. Cool. Oh, so good. So tell me a little bit more about what's next for Campaign Delma. So next year, I am moving overseas. Oh, I saw this. This is so exciting. So my husband is taking long service leave from the army, taking a year off, and we've decided to move to Canada for six months and Costa Rica for six months. Uh, These are both locations where I can get a digital nomad visa because I love working. There's There's no world in which I don't want to work. So I will continue to work. He won't. Um, so he will become the primary sort of um, caregiver to our children, which is very exciting because that has not been the case for the last eight years. And um, so we're taking the show on the road. And I think it's a really big opportunity for Campaign Delmar. We are very much an Australian focused brand. Uh, probably only about 10% of our customers are international. And a lot of that is because I do a lot of things live face to face. And so we've got a time zone issue um, where, you know, it's the middle of the night in the UK or, you know, 15 hours time difference with the US. So this could be a really big opportunity to start to broaden into a more international market. And it also allows my team. I have a right-hand wing woman in Campaign Del Mar, Emily, who's a full-time digital strategist. And um, she's taking more and more responsibility in the business. And it'd be really good to see her, you know, step into um, her next level marketing um, role in Australia while I go overseas. Amazing. Oh my goodness. That's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. Yeah. It's still 12 months away, but I'm like, 
getting more excited every day. Yeah. (laughs) And the kids going with you? Yes. Oh, absolutely. How old are the kids now? Eight and six. So it's a perfect age. You know, we're not messing around with high school. Uh, They will go to an international school in both locations. And then because we'll be traveling around a little bit and my husband will homeschool them, which after COVID we're old hands at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So exciting. And so tell us about the next round of Classroom Masterclass. Yes, campaign classroom starts on the 6th of March. Sorry. All good. All good. So 6th of March is when we start. I take a maximum of 20 students. So when those spots are gone, they're gone. They always do go. I'm extremely grateful for that. Uh, You get split into two groups of 10. So, and I sort of pair you up in a group where I think you're going to, you know, have the best personality, but also industry fit. So like I'll put all of my e-commerce brands together and my service-based brands together. So you're in a group with only 10 other women and together uh, we build you an integrated marketing campaign um, that's ready to launch. Awesome. Amazing. And where can we find out all the details? Campaigndelmar.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mia. It's been such a fun conversation. Thank you for being so honest and genuine and just real. Uh, It's such a refreshing kind of experience because a lot of marketers make it too fluffy and too hard. So (laughs) thank you so much for just bringing it and being real today. That's the only, it's the only approach I've got. Sorry, (laughs) it is what it is. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.